This episode is brought to you by Spotify. On Spotify, you can tune into all of your favorite podcasts, playlists, and party tunes literally for free. Like, I don't even have a premium account right now. (laughs) You can tune into my podcast and so many of my guests' podcasts on Spotify, and you'll never miss an episode because you can just click follow and they will let you know when there's a new episode. And if you have premium, you can download the episodes and listen literally whenever, wherever, like on the airplane when you're super bored and flying to Paris. So if you don't already have it, download the Spotify app. You can search for the Mindset Magic Manifestation Podcast. Be sure to follow me so you can get notified every week for the new episode. Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. I'm your host, Michaela from MichaelaJ.com. I'm a manifestation mindset coach and blogger. If you're ready to dive in deep, get real AF about your beliefs, and manifest the life of your dreams, then you're in the right place. I'm dishing out everything you need to go from broke to bougie, first class to world class. If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hey guys, happy Tuesday and welcome back to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. It's your homegirl, Michaela, teaching how to manifest your next level Lux life because that's what we want. You know, we all want to be wearing cute monochrome outfits and driving our Teslas and wearing Gucci sunnies. So I'm teaching you how to do that because that's my life right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, big update, finally got my Tesla, which is just so crazy. And it's been such a journey. Like getting this fucking car has been a process on me mentally, emotionally, physically. There were so many things to do. Like, I just, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on the process of this and the mindset shifts I had to create, the level of faith I had to activate to get this car. Like there's going to be, I'm going to do a whole solo episode on this um, in uh, October this, oh my God, it's October this month. So I will talk about that. You guys will get the updates, but if you're not following me on Instagram, go ahead over there right now. Follow me. I'm at the Michaela J and you guys will see my car. I basically post pictures of it every single day on my stories. And I also am giving you guys my moment tips. So this is a little segment I do on my IG story every day where I share a mastery moment, kind of like a lesson I'm going through myself or something I learned, and then a tip of how you can apply that to your life. So we have a lot of fun over on the IGs. Uh, this week's episode is really exciting because my friend Hannah, she is a YouTuber, um, Hannah Ashton. I was on her podcast and this is the episode of her on mine now. And this is a very different conversation that she's ever had because a lot of times she's talking about business and being a young entrepreneur and kind of like the girl boss vibes, but I wanted to open it up to talk more about her religion and how that supports her. And we don't talk a lot about religion on the podcast, but she is Christian. And so I wanted to bring somebody on who is Christian, does practice manifestation and is living her best like girl boss life. And she's young like I am, but like you guys know, I'm really spiritual. I'm not religious. And she is the opposite. She's very religious. And so I know there are some of you listening, there's bound to be some of you listening who resonate more with religion. So I wanted to bring that perspective on here too, because I just think it's interesting and it's nice to have guests that you guys resonate with their beliefs as well, because I know not everybody is going to resonate with exactly what I believe in. So I'm bringing you guys other perspectives and I hope you really enjoy this episode. And even, um, some of the things that Hannah brought up that maybe I don't like follow the religion, they still resonate with me or they spoke to me in a certain way, or I could apply it to my own beliefs. So I think it'll be really interesting. You guys will have to let me know what were your takeaways? What did you like about the episode? Don't forget to share it on your IG story. So I know you are tuning in. And this week's sponsor is my Level Up Lux Lounge. Are you guys in yet? This is my monthly membership site. And in the Level Up Lux Lounge, what I'm really teaching you to do is use what I call the Level Up Laws of the Universe to kind of manifest everything that you want. This is like tapping into things like the law of divine compensation, the law of vibration, um, similar to like how we're always using the law of gravity and how we talk a lot about law of, um, the law of attraction. 
I'm teaching you guys how to use these laws in liaison with a manifestation topic every single month. So you guys get a masterclass from me, you get a Q&A, there are bonus workbooks, you get an accountability bestie. Those are being paired up this week. Um, and October is actually a super exciting month. So we are talking all about the law of divine compensation and money manifesting this month. So I'm doing an entire masterclass on money manifesting. I'm going to be uploading a really cute and fun tapping video for you guys to do EFT tapping into money. And I have a surprise seven day challenge um, that is around obviously money manifesting going in the group this month as well. So if you guys have been on the fence, I would definitely hop in and it's only $37 right now. After this month, the price will go up because there are so many extras and bonuses. So get in while it's 37 and come hang out with us. And our manifestation mode moment of the week is something that I'm currently obsessed with that I'm definitely seeing like going to be a huge fall thing. And it's a plaid trench coat. So you guys know the super long like trench coats and everybody thinks they're like kind of creepy, but they've been in style for like the last couple of years. So you're probably used to it now, but specifically plaid ones are going to be very in and it's going to be like a beige with like black stripe, like black plaid or like a gray with black plaid. That's a lot of what I've been seeing. That's a lot of what I'm forecasting. And I myself am on the hunt for a really nice plaid trench coat because I think this just looks so cute. If you're wearing like a black turtleneck with like a nice pair of jeans, maybe some booties or sneakers, and then just your cute like statement coat over top in a simple bag, like just looks very put together, very like celeb. I'm out running, getting groceries. I'm out going to get a lash fill. Like that's kind of the vibe that I get from it. And I'm on the hunt for my own for my Europe trip because I actually am going to Paris and London. I leave literally next week. So what the hell? But <laughs> um, that is what I'm loving right now. And I'm still, like I said, on the hunt for my own. So if you guys know of any really cute plaid trench coats, send them to me on IG because your girl needs to buy one before I leave for Paris. Okay. And without further ado, let's just get straight into this episode. And yeah, I hope you guys love it. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a YouTuber on, which I'm so excited about because I don't think I've had a YouTuber on before, but we have Hannah Ashton. She's a YouTuber, podcaster, speaker, basically all the things influential. And she promotes like the productive kind of girl boss lifestyle and all while being in college, which is amazing because you guys know that I am still in college. So I love seeing other people my age, you know, doing the damn thing. And she's been on YouTube creating content, um, motivating, and inspiring people since I think middle school, right, Hannah? Yeah, middle yeah. school. Since middle school. So if anybody knows discipline and dedication, it's Hannah. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yes, I can't wait. So let's dive straight into our speed dating questions. What's your horoscope sign? So my birthday is October 7th, so I believe that makes me a Libra. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense for you. Libras are just like so chill and like easy to talk to. So I totally see that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I looked up um, just like the exact zodiac sign for October 7th and it says um, known for seriousness and thoughtfulness uh, while also, you know, reaching for your goals. And I'm like, okay, of course. Oh also type three on Enneagram. Like it all lines up. It always does. It's so funny. Uh, do you have a morning practice, like a morning routine? Absolutely. I think I implemented one probably late middle school, maybe eighth grade, and then had one all throughout high school. And now I'm a sophomore in college and I've always believed in a morning routine. It's what makes me want to get out of bed in the morning. And honestly, um, I would consider myself a morning person just because mm -hmm. I look forward to them and it's just the time I get to take for me. And my, I'm used to my parents always waking up early. So I think it was instilled in me at a young age to take the morning and do what you love and yeah. not dread it. Mm, I love that. And I think there are so many benefits of being a morning person. Cause it's like, you get that time to kind of center yourself and decide like, okay, how do I want to feel today? How do I want my day to go? And you just get to spend that time with yourself instead of just like rolling out of bed and being like, oh shit, I have to go to school. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What is like your morning routine look like? What do you usually do in the mornings? 
All right, so lately, it changes every season. When I was in high school, I did get up earlier. Over the summer, I slept in later. But right now, for my first semester, I've been getting up around 7 a.m. And I then head to the bathroom. If I need to take a shower, I'll do that or just wash my face, do my skincare routine. I love putting on my coziest robe. It's mm -hmm. just so comforting, especially when it gets colder in the mornings. And then I make myself a cup of coffee and I get into my devotions, which I know we'll talk about about. Yeah. Um, and I do that for about 10 to 15 minutes. Then I'll head over to work. I'll plan out my day, um, answer any urgent emails. And then I, when I, days I have class or just places to be, I do like getting fully ready. So mm -hmm. I will try to pick out a cute outfit or whatever I'm feeling that day, do my makeup and hair and then head out the door. Oh, and usually eat breakfast somewhere in between. All <laughs> somewhere in there we eat food, you know, yes. <laughs> I love that. And I love that you like get fully ready before you go out to play because I feel like a lot of people don't, especially nowadays, it's like so accepted to just like wear athleisure that nobody really gets ready anymore. But I think that you just have a different vibe when you like look good, you just feel so good. Absolutely. And Belmont, uh, the school I go to, the college I go to, it's in Nashville. It's a smaller private school. So yeah. I know at large universities, like everyone just wears sweats or Nike shorts, things like that to class. But Belmont is actually, you can find like people dressed up wearing presentation attire, just a cute outfit, or it's in Nashville, it's very artsy. So a lot of creatives. Um, so you can find a bit of everything. So I never feel out of place while not wearing sweatpants to class. Mm, I love that. That's actually so funny because I studied abroad in France like two or three summers ago and I actually met some kids who went to Belmont and they all like were like the artsier kids and they all yeah. dressed really nice <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny like small world because Belmont has like 8,000 students um, yeah it's that. so small I remember watching one of your YouTube videos where you were like touring schools and you're like I'm going to Belmont and I was like holy shit I know people there <laughs> so funny oh my goodness yeah I love that okay where is your favorite travel spot favorite place you've been to in the world it's nowhere exotic. It's the vacation spot that my family usually goes to every summer. And sometimes we go with other families. It is a small, small, small island off the coast of Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh. And I love it because it's so small that you even drive golf carts around. Like there's very few cars on the island. There's like one coffee shop, a few restaurants, and you just have beautiful private beaches and you stay in a house with all your friends and your family. And like I said, it's nothing exotic, but it is the most relaxing vacation I've ever been on and you're kind of just on island time like you're just uh immersed in what's going on in that week and it's my favorite week of the year oh just even talking about that I'm just like wow that just feels like paradise I love the little small places where there's only like you know one coffee shop you know the couple of restaurants because you just like settle in and feel so relaxed because you like see everybody like everybody exactly. every day <laughs> have you seen the movie Nicholas Sparks movie Safe Haven yes Okay, so it's actually right off of there. Like, I go to the Southport oh uh, spot in the movie every summer to head there, so. <laughs> oh, so magical. That makes it even better. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, what is the coolest thing that you've manifested? I don't know if this is the coolest, but it's been on my mind this past month because mm -hmm. it, it's happened this past month, and that has actually been to get my average average YouTube video views above 10,000 mm -hmm. um, views. So I do have a really great amount of subscribers on my channel, but I find, depending on the video, sometimes it's hard to get my views um, to match the subscribers. So this summer, like I really was focusing on getting my view ratings up um, more than just any other number, and starting mid-August, um, I uploaded a lot of college content, which does do very well on my channel, mm -hmm. but it's so crazy. If you go back to those videos, they're all at at least 10,000 or more views. Um, so it's nothing super grand, but for me, it means a lot because I've been working really hard on those videos and it's really cool to see that. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's like, well, it is a big deal. It's always a big deal when you manifest the exact thing that you set your intention for. It's like, also you've been on YouTube for so fucking long. It's like, you're like, I should be able to get any views that I want. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I always get down on myself for, um, is, you know, comparison to other YouTubers, yeah. but this has just been really eye opening. Yeah. I love it. It's all about that intention. Amazing. What is your favorite luxury splurge? 
Uh, at the moment, I would just say nice groceries, mm. even though I'm in college and I only have a specific amount of money budgeted for my groceries every month. Um, I try to make room to, so that I can, you know, buy the nicer organic items at Trader Joe's or go to Whole Foods one week, right. um, which I find a lot of college students don't have the option to do. They're just trying to buy like ramen, dollar store, right. meals, which <laughs> just does not fly by me. I like having nice food. And so that's something, it's not super luxury, but I like to splurge on a little bit more. No, I love that. I actually did that exact thing. I think it was my sophomore year of college is when I started doing that. And I was like, okay, no more Walmart, like no more Walmart runs. Like I'm only ever, you know, going to Target or like we have Hy-Vee here. And then I slowly like I was like, okay, well now I'll go to Whole Foods. And then it's, now I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, only organic stuff. So I love that. It's like, those are like the first steps. <laughs> right. Amazing. I love it. Okay. What's your favorite book? So I am really into coffee table books. Um, mm-hmm. So this one is a coffee table book and it's called In the Company of Women. Oh, and yes. it's a collection. Oh, sorry. Have you read it? No, but I've seen it. It looks so pretty. <laughs> it's amazing. I haven't even read through it all. Um, it's basically a collection of inspiration and advice from over a hundred makers, artists, entrepreneurs, just women um, doing their thing. And i haven't read all the way through it, but anytime I'm feeling down or just want some extra inspiration in the morning, I'll read one of the stories. It's like an interview of each woman and it shows their workspace, which, which are amazing and so uh, motivational. So I love that. Mm, I love that. Love a good, strong woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. And last one, what is your go-to coffee or tea order at the moment? It's so simple, but it's just been a latte with oat milk. I got myself into oat milk this summer, so Mm. that's what it is. I love oat milk. Like My friend Kelly is going to listen to this and be like, yes, oat milk nation, because she's like obsessed. Oh my gosh. It's so good. At first, I didn't like it, but then I realized it's the brands that I buy. Mm. Um, so I have to get—I don't—I can't even tell you the name of it, but I know what the bottle looks like, you know, like at Whole Foods, and I know I have to get that one or that one because th- some of them just taste different to me. But they do. I know what I like. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree, and I like have found that like the Oatly brand is the best one that I've tried. Like I just tried the Silk one, and I didn't like it as much. Yes. So it's so funny that you bring that up. Yeah, I don't like the Silk one. I think it is Oatly that that takes the cake there. Yeah, I always get the chocolate one. The chocolate Oatly is my absolute fave. So mm-hmm. anybody listening, go to Whole Foods. That can be you guys' a spiritual splurge for the week. Is go get your chocolate oat milk. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, amazing. Okay. Okay, let's just dive into all of this. So for the listeners, just as a little background, um, and Hannah's going to talk about kind of her religion and her um, spiritual beliefs in a minute, but I really wanted to bring Hannah on because she is very open about being Christian, right? Yes. I share about just the fact that I am a Christian on my YouTube channel, but I was just telling Michaela before this that I don't often do specific discussions about what I believe or how I kind of mix... um, manifesting and your subconscious brain into what I believe. Like I've never talked about that before online. So this is going to be a really interesting um, interview. Yeah, it'll be so good. You guys are getting exclusive content. Um, (laughs) But I was really excited to bring Hannah on and talk about this because I know some of you listening are more religious and it's hard in manifestation sometimes to figure out where's that balance? Where do you, you know, like God has this plan for us, but how can we also manifest on our own? So We're going to talk about a lot of that stuff, but I just want to start with like, let's talk about what we call here as your like magic. And I define your magic as like spirituality, religion, it could be astrology, whatever you believe in. Um, But just tell the listeners a little bit about what are some of your beliefs and like, is this something you grew up with? Like, how did you, how have you progressed through your religious journey? Yeah, so I would categorize myself as a non-denominational Christian. I've been to churches that are Protestant, Baptist. Uh, My mom was even Lutheran. So I've kind of seen a lot of different denominations. And just right now, I categorize myself as non-denominational. And I try to just focus on the truths that I do know. Um, A lot of times I find Christians can get caught up in the, the little things about what each denomination believes and you know is it 
mandatory to get baptized, all these little things. Um, what I try to focus on at this stage in my life is the truth that I know. Um, right. And that is that there's God, the father, and he created the earth and he created me and has a purpose for me. And then he sent his son, Jesus to die and he died for me and resurrected. And our goal is to serve God and also love others. Um, forget the judgment, forget trying to be perfect or live a sinless life. Cause it's not possible. So my main goal that I follow through these beliefs, um, is just to serve God and love others as Jesus loved us. Yeah. Did you go to church a lot as a child? Like what was it like in your household? We went to church pretty often. Uh, it wasn't, I mean, we, it wasn't like I was a preacher's child. Like my parents aren't in the church, but mm. definitely was influenced in our household. Uh, I remember a lot of times just being brought up on really good, you know, morals by the Christian standards. Uh, but as we grew older, it wasn't like my parents were breathing down my brother and mm -hmm. my own neck to be like, okay, are you reading your Bible? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Um, right. At a certain age, that kind of stopped as we grew up and they kind of trusted us and let us live our own paths and figure out what we wanted. And I found myself still sticking to a Christian religion just because that's what I um, was really called for and being saved again. I saw the Lord work in my family's life um, immensely and bring us such uh, such, well, I just saw my family be so grateful and everything that we had, um, what we would be grateful to God for. And so I saw this blessings is what I'm trying to say, all these blessings in my life. And I decided that that brought me peace. And that's just what I decided to stick with, um, even through high school and now in college. And it definitely is harder as you grow older. And if your parents, you know, aren't pressuring you and they're let, allowing you to choose which path you want, um, you can go so many different directions. But like I said, for myself, I've just kind of stayed disciplined with it and still trying to figure out all the little things about how I'm going to practice it um, in college. But yeah, it was definitely something that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. And I think the most interesting thing about spirituality and religion and all of that is just that it works best when you find what resonates with you, you know? And it's like a lot of us are raised in these households where religion looks a specific way, but it's like amazing that, you know, your parents are breathing down your neck after a certain point. So it's like you have that flexibility and freedom to be like, okay, but you know, like this does resonate with me and this is what I want to take and run with. And that's what makes me feel supported. So that's what I'm going to do. And for me, I was raised in a household that where I was also Christian. I was super into it growing up. And then I like hit this point where I was kind of like, mm, I have some questions. I'm a little bit confused. And then just re, you know, resonated more with spirituality and that has served me, you know, so well. So I think it's like, it's always what makes you feel the most supported. Yeah. I think finding your truth is so important because wherever you lie, um, you should do it you know, you should put yourself into it wholeheartedly. It's really mm -hmm. sad to see someone who's in a certain walk of faith or spirituality and they're just, they're walking it, but they're not feeling it and they're not loving where they are in life. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, definitely asking the questions and seeking the answers right. um, that you so desire is really important. Yeah. Did you ever feel like you hit a point where you were kind of questioning things, but then you like found proof that you're like, okay, no, this is what I believe. I question things. I mean, all the time. I don't, I don't feel, I, I don't see a ton of, I don't know, Christian. Well, maybe I do, but a lot of times I feel bad for having these questions, but then mm -hmm. I've come to terms with the fact that no, it's good that I'm questioning this part of my faith and then, you know, solidifying it. It makes me stronger in my beliefs. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I have questions all the time about different areas of life, but I always come back to the main thing. Um, yeah. And for me, religion is something that, like you said, it's something that I feel supported in and it helps me make sense of the world around me. And it mm -hmm. honestly just comforts me is I would say the main point of um, my relationship with God is I just feel so comforted. I know that if something doesn't go my way, if a goal that I have doesn't come to fruition or something happens in my life, I'm comforted to know that I have someone above me who's in control and it's not on me. Like the pressure is off of me. I just have to serve him and, you know, stay on the right track and pray that I'm following the path he has for me, but he has a path of love for me. And it's not mm. of him trying to mess up my walk and put these bad things in my life just to trick me. Like, no, he's a compassionate, loving God. And having the feeling that I am secure in that is honestly what has kept me strong in my faith. 
Mm, I'm so glad that you said that, that sometimes you still question things because that's probably something so many people struggle with and nobody ever talks about. It's like the fact that we have these questions and then we almost feel bad for having them, but it's just Mm -hmm. us as humans, like exploring our own brains, exploring like, you know, the different energies that we can work, work with and the different, you know, deities that we can explore. It's like, Oh, that's just such an important thing that we never, ever talk about. Even with my spirituality, sometimes I question things. I'm like, oh, wait, but like, I believe these laws of the universe. And like, I feel like I'm practicing them, but like, why isn't this thing come yet? And it's like, no, you just have to go back to that trust, that support. Like you said, come back to like what it is at its core. Absolutely. And one of the main questions I kind of had to try to figure out for myself is when I started to learn about manifestation. Mm. Um, You know, I was kind of like, okay, this is, sounds really cool. And it's so interesting. How does this going to fit in with my Christian walk? And it's something I, I'm not saying I figured it out. You don't have, if you're a Christian (laughs) or any uh, religious orientation, like you don't have to listen to what I say, take it as truth. This is just what I've kind of fallen into. Um, And so how I kind of have the two is, of course, I believe that everything in my life, good or bad, um, has been given to me by God. And so that's not of my own works. Every idea I have for a product or every, you know, passion that I have for a hobby or just in my life comes from God. But what I do is I try to teach my subconscious and myself um, that I have the strength through God. Because I see the lines drawn where it's like, okay, I'm manifesting and all of it is on me. Um, You know, I'm like training myself, I can do it. And then there's like the total opposite where, oh, God's going to take care of everything. Mm -hmm. For me, I I try to look to the disciples is what I, um, where I get this idea from and how it out. Yeah. So if you think about the 12 disciples, once they, once Jesus ascended and left them, they didn't just sit there and pray. That's, they had a mission, they had goals, but they didn't just sit there and pray about it and be like, okay, I don't have to do anything because God's going to take care of it. Mm. Um, No, they prayed obviously and were connected with God, um, but they went out there, they traveled, they spoke, they did healings and miracles in God's name. And so for me, I'm like, okay, yes, I can pray over my goals and the affirmations that I want for myself. And I can say, God, if this is in your plan for me, I pray that it'll come into fruition, but I'm not just going to sit there and wait. God wants us to work towards those in our own way and put the effort into. So that's kind of what I use manifestation for is I write out my goals um, every morning and I say them out loud to teach my subconscious, you know, like, okay, these can come to fruition. These can Mm -hmm. come true. I have the ability to do this. I can get up today. I can go do that speech in front of my class or I can go what, however big your dreams are. Um, you know, I can do that because if you don't believe in yourself, then it's going to be harder for God to work within you. You know, he wants someone who can know their strengths, know their weaknesses as well, so that you can use your strengths in line with God's plan to, to further his kingdom and to further your goals. So I hope that wasn't super confusing. That's kind of how I use manifestation. I use that more like towards myself, like self-discipline. And I, cause I'm not perfect. I have to remind myself that <laughs> with God, all things are possible. Um, but then ultimately I know that the f- things that I achieve aren't of my own. They're God's works. Mm, a fucking men. There are so many things I want to say off of that. Like the, just the action piece, like Oh, like that example of the disciples is so perfect because everyone gets so caught up in the how when it comes to manifestation and those people, they're on the side of like, oh, I have to do this all by myself. No, like I call bullshit. Like you don't have to do this by yourself. Like whatever you decide to believe in, whether it's God, universe, angels, guides, they're there to assist you. Like that's why one of the pillars of my brand is magic. That's why I wanted to facilitate this conversation is like when we know what we believe in and we have something that we resonate with that makes us feel supported, it's not all on us. And that makes it so much easier to take the action knowing that like, okay, God, universe, whatever has given me these desires, this vision for my life, knowing that that's going to serve the highest good for all. And like, I can go out and take action now because I know that's my divine purpose. That's such, such amazing stuff. And one question I have that I know people are going to ask is that when you have like this idea of God's plan for you, how does manifestation fit into that? Because I think a lot of people think like, oh, well, I don't want to mess anything up just because I have this desire. Like, what would you say to that? 
Yeah. So what I found that I do for myself is when I write out these goals, I have for myself, these plans, um, I pray for over them. Mm -hmm. And so I write them out. I see them on paper. I see how they make me feel. And then I pray like, God, if this is in your plan for me, um, allow the doors to open to where these can come to fruition. And I've seen that a lot, like with my product releases, or if I'm doing an event, um, I'll first get the idea and it'll be on my heart and I'll be like, okay, God, this is going to take a lot of time and money. And so obviously I want to make sure that this is what you have in store for me, or this is like the path you want me to continue on. Should I continue doing events? Should I continue public speaking? Mm -hmm. And so I believe when I'm praying over those, he's either going to shut the doors and I should see that and listen and not try to move forward. Cause if I do, it's going to be a lot harder or he's going to open doors. And it's crazy because even a few days after I pray over these things, I, then I may get an email like, Oh, a venue opened up for me to host this event mm -hmm. or, you know, yeah, it's just the little things that help, um, keep me, uh, it's like positive about these aspects and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and then, oh, there was one thing else I was going to say about this and it left my mind. <laughs> That's okay. I'm oh, back. here it is. Um, here we so go. When I, was, <laughs> when I was younger, I had all these dreams of, you know, I started a YouTube channel really young and I was like, I want to, you know, do YouTube at the time. Now it's more like business, own my business that helps women. But I was always like, but what if I'm supposed to be a missionary? Like God calls us to do, to, you know, mission and all these things. And then I, I realized, I don't know if it was a pastor who told me this, a teacher, or it kind of just came on my own, but I was like, wait, God makes us individuals. He gives us our own personalities and the passions that he instilled in me at such a young age are the passions I'm supposed to have. Like if he's giving me a passion to start a YouTube channel, um, that's not, that's a good thing. That's not just, you know, from like a sinly nature, that's God putting that in me because it's the path he wants me to continue on. And so I used to get really worked up about, you know, going into business or starting you, social media and YouTube. Um, but then I realized that that if that's, those are the passions that are inside me and I should follow those passions and that love, cause that's where I'm going to be happiest. Again, he wants the best for me. And so he wants me to be pursuing, to be pursuing those. Yeah. I totally, totally agree. And I always tell people like the universe, God, um, it's not a tease, you know, like if you say you're religious, okay, we'll use God as an example. Cause that's just like how, what we're talking about right now. It's like, God's not going to give you these ideas and these desires just to be like, Oh, this is what you could have, but you know, jokes on you. You can't have it. Like it doesn't work that way. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's not going to waste his time because you're here to serve. And I think from like a spiritual perspective, I know like my purpose on earth is to grow as a soul to expand. Cause that helps our universe expand by mathematics, science and universal law. And it's like, why would the universe give me these downloads of ideas and they would just be such a waste of time because we're here mm -hmm. to serve and to grow. And so I love that so much. And it's like, it's just anything we want, we can have. And yeah, God universe not going to waste their time. So I love that. I want to talk about like, what is your practice or devotion look like? Because you talk a lot about prayer and I love that. And actually something I heard um, a while ago was like, prayer is when you ask and meditation is like when you receive. And so I just would really love to hear like, what does your personal practice or devotion time look like? Yeah. So like I mentioned, I tried to do mine in the morning. I, I know that if I don't do it in the morning, kind of first thing, it's not going to happen. And so that's kind of how I fit it into my schedule is I just set it aside. Like the time I drink my coffee is the time I'm going to do my devotions. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are kind of confused by devotions. They don't really know what to do for it. I've struggled for years. Um, again, just like another question, another struggle is yeah. what should I be reading? Or there was many seasons in my life where I didn't make time for devotions and spending time with God and kind of just sitting and sitting in prayer. I didn't make time for it. Um, but now I'm thankfully saying that I'm in a healthy part where it's been a daily practice over the past few months. Mm -hmm. um, so normally what I do is I have some kind of book uh, that gives verses or it gives a little story or like a daily a daily action to that goes along with the verses. So I have the devotional book um, and then I have my Bible too. I make sure that I'm opening the actual Bible every time. I'm not just mm -hmm. taking a human's words. Um, 
for my devotion time. I'm actually reading the word of God as well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I won't use the devotion book. I'll just kind of read a chapter or two in the Bible and kind of decipher it myself, cross-reference to other verses, that kind of thing. And then if the devotion I'm using gives me guided questions, then I'll journal for a little bit just answering those questions, thinking how the verses I read, can I can apply that to my day, to my life, um, a lot of self-analyzing. And then what I do after that is I actually use a, like a, I guess it's a manifestation journal, but she doesn't call it that. It's from Rachel Hollis, actually. Oh, okay. And it's called the Start Today, her Start Today journal. Oh. And anyone, you can do, you don't need this specific journal to do this, um, but I created a workbook. Like I like when things lay it out for me. So basically this book just contains the same page every day. And first thing you do is you write five things you're grateful for. And this has become one of my favorite parts of the day. I look forward to doing my devotions and writing down what I'm grateful for because when I wasn't doing this, um, I wasn't recognizing the good things that God puts in my life. Like one thing was a parking spot. So at my school, there's like 10 really good parking spots that you don't go into the parking garage for to get into our dorm and the first few weeks of school I was like oh my gosh those are always going to be full all of this and then I just started thinking like no okay I, I deserve the good parking spot today and then there it would be I would pull right in and then the next day I would write in my gratitude journal um, you know I'm thankful for getting the good parking spot or for seeing a friend or for a family member feeling better just taking the time to be grateful and uh, honestly, just thanking God for even the smallest little things. I feel like we, as a Christians, thank God for the huge things like um, someone, you know, who's sick, getting well or getting into our dream school, which of course is amazing. But I feel like he really also appreciates when we are grateful for the little things and he'll start putting those more back into our lives um, if we're grateful for them. So I do that. And then the next part of the journal is the 10 dreams I made happen. So you're supposed to write out one to 10 dreams and you're writing them as if they already happened, which I believe is like a visualization technique. And so right now I have about eight dreams that I've been writing every morning for the past month and a half. Um, I write them out like they already happened. And that's the time when I just pray over these dreams and say like, God, if this is what you want for me, then um, please open the doors and allow it to happen. And then I'll just kind of take time to do a quick prayer over anything else that's going on in my life. And then that's, that's pretty much it. That's what I do every morning. Mm, I love that. So many things, so many good things too. And I love how that you have like a solid gratitude practice because that makes such a difference. Like me and one of my really good friends, she actually lives in Australia. So we voice note every single morning. First thing I do in the morning is grab my phone and I start to voice note. And I say like all the things that I'm grateful for. And then I do that exact thing. And then we say like our intentions for the day, but in past tense. So almost literally the exact same thing, but over voice note. So I love doing that. And it's like, and just like you said, like so many people celebrate the big wins, but not the little ones. And it's, it's nice to take that moment every day to just be like, I'm grateful for my bed. And I'm just really grateful for being able to buy organic groceries and the more you can kind of cultivate that feeling of gratitude, that feeling of abundance, the more it's just going to come back towards you. Absolutely. And I love the idea of sharing with a friend. I may have to find someone to do that with. Oh my God. Yeah. Girls, just voice note me. We can do it over Instagram DM voice notes. <laughs> Amazing. I love that so much. And what devotion book are you using? We can um, link it for the listeners. Yeah. So let's see. I'm grabbing it. Um, right now I've been taking some from the company called the daily grace company Mm. and their main slogan is equipping women in the word. So if you go to their website, it's all women's based devotionals. Um, and I've just been working through some of them, but I also, there's also so many apps and online versions, people do eBooks. And so I also love following Jordan Lee Dooley and Sadie Robertson. They have some awesome ones online. Okay. Amazing. So you guys have some good resources to start to put together your devotion too. Cause it's like when it comes to like a morning practice or a devotion, you just need to find, I feel like for me, you just need to find inspo from all of like the places and then it'll end up boiling down to the things that you just really love to do. So maybe you'll try a devotion for a while and then you'll be like, "Mm, not so into it and try something different. And that's how you'll, you know, find the perfect routine for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I try, it started with just doing it in the mornings and then I've kind of craved that 
moments, those quiet times are just the inspiration throughout my day. So I now listen to worship music after my devotion and while I'm getting ready, or I'll listen to a podcast from one of the girls I just mentioned, um, mm-hmm. you know, in my car, just when I feel like I need some extra encouragement that day, yeah. it's great to don't feel like you just have to give God your t- first 10 minutes of the day. Like mm-hmm. it really should be an ongoing practice. And that's what I'm trying to cultivate in my life right now. I love that. And it's so true. It's like, and it's something that we do cultivate over time because I remember just starting um, on my personal development journey. And the only thing I did was say affirmations. And then it was like that and journaling and it just, it kind of builds. And now honestly, it feels like my entire life is one long ritual. Like I'm always like, I do my morning routine. And then like similar to like, I'm listening to like Kundalini music, which is like the original form of like yoga practice. And it's just like, you drag things into your day because you really do crave that almost like spiritual high you get. And it just all changes your life. Yeah, for sure. I love it. How do you think things have changed in your life from being really consistent with your devotion? It has given me that peace of, again, like that comfort that I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be in total control because I do like to feel in control. I love my routines. I love, um, you know, being a leader in a group. And so it kind of takes that off of me and takes away that pressure. And I'm reminded of that every morning. So Mm. the mornings, like, Tuesday, this past Tuesday, I had a big accounting test um, in my class and at 9.30 a.m., but I made sure that even before I went over my notes before the class, I did my devotional time and it just gave me so much peace and writing things I was grateful for, even just writing um, the little things in my life. I'm like, okay, the world is so much bigger than this accounting test. God is so much bigger than this accounting test. Like, why am I so stressed? Why am I allowing this to ruin my morning, ruin my day when um, there's so so much else out there than this one stressor. And that's kind of really how I've seen it play into my life. Mm, I love that. Grounding is so, so important. And just like reminding yourself of what is important at the end of the day. And just like all the little petty worries that we have just kind of fade away. So I love that. And being consistent is like the biggest game changer because it's like, you almost expect to feel that peace after a while, you know, like you get excited to wake up in the morning because you know how it's going to make you feel. And I think that that's why consistency and discipline is so important, which is perfect to kind of lead us into talking about your workbook, because that's how I know, I'm sure it's how you're planning a lot of things. There's even a space to write down kind of your rituals and routines. So I just want to hear a little bit about, about your workbook and like, what was the inspo into creating it? Of course. So the content that I've put out on my YouTube channel for years has been focused around productivity and time management, being a girl in high school and still trying to run my YouTube channel. And then I started a YouTube consulting business uh, for my senior year of high school where I helped girls start their own channels. And then um, I started college and I stopped doing the consulting, but people were still wanting to know, okay, what's your morning routine? How are you having time to do all your homework and get A's in your classes, but also run your YouTube channel and your podcast? And I saw almost every girl in all of my classes when the teacher would say um, something was due or a homework assignment, they would get out their planners, their paper planners, Mm -hmm. and begin writing down the assignment. But then I would get comments in my videos like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do. I have the assignments written down, you know, but how do I actually make sure that I have the time to get that done and also do what I love and hang out with my friends and, you know, just Mm -hmm. balance all the things that we are expected to balance as Mm -hmm. girls in college or high school, but it is very hard to do. So I thought last September, um, so it's been almost a year now, is when I had the idea for, okay, if I created a product for my channel, I didn't want to do merch, I didn't want to do fashion, I wanted something that was really going to benefit my viewers and something I knew they were looking for. And I thought about, okay, I always talk about my planner, I talk about my routines, I talk about having a budget, having a workout plan, a content strategy. I talk about all these things, but I've never found something that puts it all into one. And so that's where the idea for the dream achieve workbook came into play. So it is a goal setting workbook and a six month undated planner. So the first part is the dream section. And that basically allows you to figure out your goals, figure out your priorities, because I know for me, I talk about on my channel, how I'm able to do so much throughout my year is by prioritizing certain things in different seasons. So when I'm in college, college is going to be on my priority list. When I'm home for the summer, family is going to be on that list. And so kind of figuring out what you need to prioritize and then 
there's even a place for you to write down um, your five-year vision, what you want to be doing in five years, maybe set some goals for the next six months. Um, it talks about what is a side hustle. If you want to start a side hustle, like a YouTube channel or a business of your own, it kind of guides you through that. And then we get into the achieve portion because what are goals if we don't actually live them out and right. form habits that then turn into achieving those goals. So it's undated, meaning that you can pick this up um, whenever and start it on a blank month whenever. Um, but then each month has spreads that allow you to plan your meals, your workouts, morning and night routines, self-care, uh, your content if you have a YouTube channel or a blog, anything like that. And then the weekly spread is a little different than any other type of planner, just because what the practice I found I use for getting through my day and being the most productive I can mm -hmm. is I like to have a to-do list and then also I time block. Mm, so yeah. the weekly spreads have on the left side, it has Monday through Thursday, you flip the page and it's Friday through Sunday, but on the left side, it's Monday through Thursday. You have, have six spots for a to-do list each day. And then on the right side, it has Monday through Thursday flip the page Friday through Sunday of a place where you can time block, put your priority, put what you're grateful for that day and have about 12 to 15 hours to time block um, what your day is actually going to look like. So you can glance over, see, okay, I have class at 2 p.m. on my to-do list, but I also have to get um, a video uploaded by 3 p.m. So then you look over to the right side and you can write in 2 p.m. class, but before that class during lunch at 11, I'm going to edit. And mm -hmm. it's just kind of how I figure out um, my day. And if you go to the website, you can see the layouts, which will make more sense than me explaining it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that is what the book looks like in kind of the inspiration behind why I believed, um, I needed to create this. Mm, I love it. It's like literally everything all in one. Like this is the workbook we've all been looking for our entire lives. <laughs> I really tried. That's exactly what I thought, um, going into it. And I tried to make it an affordable, affordable price for college students. I did pretty much everything myself. Um, besides just taking advice from parents and a few business mentors, but I didn't even have a coach throughout all of this. I did the graphic design. I found the manufacturer. I put together the Shopify website. I'm packaging and sending out the orders. Like it is a one woman show over here and it can get very overwhelming, but I love it at the yeah. same time. Of course. And you can plan it all out in your own workbook, <laughs> getting exactly. it all done. <laughs> I love that. And it's like, Time batching is very important and just like having your to-do list written down to see what actually needs to get done is so important. And it's like when you're working towards those goals and you know you want to manifest something, you have to make the time to actually make things happen. And then just knowing like, okay, I'm going to wake up at six because I want to do an hour of my devotion or my morning ritual. Cool. Write that down, get it in the schedule because once it's on the calendar, like that shit's booked in. You know, I know for me, like when I'm booked in a workout, like I'm going to work out. So I love that. Me too. Yeah. If I don't write it down, um, I use my planner for like my daily to do's and then I do all my like big, um, planning interviews, big events on like Google calendar. So if it's not on either one of those, then yeah, it's not happening. Yep. Then I'm not there. Sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. Um, so how can we use this planner to help us kind of stick to our daily rituals? Yeah. So just like you said, if it's a goal of yours to wake up an hour earlier um, so that you can have that time for a ritual, then at the beginning of the month, you can lay it out. You can, there's even a place where you can write out your why. So that could be your why. Like I want to manifest, I want to meditate for 10 minutes every morning. And so you schedule that in, you make the time for it, but you can also make sure you're sticking to your obligations, like your classes or your job, um, whatever you need to do. It's kind of a place where you can see everything and then manage it all out. Because I know as students, we're expected to do so much. It can all get jumbled in our head, especially all the little assignments. But I make sure to put those in first thing. As soon as I get the syllabus, I put those in. So I'm not forgetting those. And then it clears up space in your mind too, because you're not trying to remember all your assignments. You're not trying to remember, oh, I have to pick up um, my dry cleaning at this time. I need to work out at this time. It frees up your mind because it's all on, out on paper. Mm, I love that. And it's like, and also thing for manifestation is you need to have energetic space and physical space to receive the things that you desire. And so like even writing down like, okay, I want to manifest X, Y, and Z map it out. This is why I want it. That starts to hold that energetic space for the things that you want. And then there's like literally that physical space as well, because you wrote it down. It's on paper. Like 
you're holding the space for that in your workbook. So this can be such a good tool for you guys listening for productivity, for scheduling, for manifesting, for holding yourself accountable. And like I said earlier with the daily rituals, consistency is so important. So we will definitely get that linked up in the show notes because everybody needs to snag one. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I love all that you just said. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. The last question I ask every single person on the podcast is what's your number one tip for manifestation? Hmm. I'm no pro like you by any means. <laughs> I still try to learn as much as I can, but in my life, I find just, uh, finding the yin and yang, finding the balance of hustle and then rest. It's so hard. And it's such a buzzword like hustle and also re- relaxation and yeah. self-care. They're all buzzwords going on in our society right now, but it's kind of like, okay, but how, like, right. I know I shouldn't hustle all the time, but how am I going to achieve my goals if I don't, I know I should do self-care, but how do I practice that? And, and how can I afford to do that? Cause mm-hmm. sometimes we think of self-care as super expensive and all that. Yeah. Um, so what I try to do is I really sit and this is kind of like the manifestation or meditation part of it as I sit and I imagine the things that make me the happiest in my week. Um, and that could just be drinking really good coffee, laughing with friends, feeling productive, whatever makes you happy. And then figuring out how that's going to fit into your week. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe your form of hustle is Monday through Friday you plan out your day to the T every hour is booked, but on the weekends you don't plan a thing. And that's kind of how I like to do it. Sometimes my weekends get planned out, but I really try to not time block on my weekends and kind of let that be more for whatever happens, happens, spontaneity, Mm. spontaneity, all of that. Um, so that's kind of just figuring out like what really makes you happy and how can you implement that into your weeks, into your days. Yeah. I love that. And it kind of goes, it goes back exactly to what we were saying earlier when we were talking more about religion of like that balance between like taking the action and, you know, spending time like in prayer, you know, it's always, there always has to be some give and some take in every scenario of our life. And that's so important in manifestation because you need to be able to balance out that masculine energy, which is the taking action and the feminine, which is the self care. So I love that. Mm, I've never thought about it that way, but yeah, you're so right. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Hannah, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this with me. It's been such an important conversation. I just love how honest and real you were. And especially just admitting that you ask questions about all this stuff too. Like, I feel like that's going to resonate with so many, so many people. Um, and they're all going to want to hang out with you. So where can we find you online? Well, thank you so much. Um, so my YouTube channel is Hannah Ashton, uh, Ashton is spelled A-S-H-T-O-N. On Instagram, I'm Miss Hannah Ashton, M-I-S-S, Hannah Ashton. The podcast, um, which Michaela was recently on, so definitely check out her episode. That is the Dream Achieve podcast. And then you can kind of find everything under hannahashton.com. Amazing. And we'll have all that linked up in the show notes. We'll also have her workbook linked. And you guys, oh, what's the, your workbook has its own Instagram. What's that one? Yes, Dream Achieve Workbook. Cute. Amazing. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Michaela. I loved having this conversation with you. Amazing. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes. For notes, details, and more information, check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.